If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is a mess. Come on in. To be more specific, our house is actually a tool shed. So come in and get drilled and screwed over. Mm-mm-mm. I'm your neighborhood friendly black girl, Amber. And uh, I'm your meaty hamburger, Ben. We love a hamburger bed. And welcome to Fly on the Wallin. We're here to share our stories of dating, parenting, and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. Before we jump right in, we always and forever want to thank those of you who support us on Patreon, a.k.a. The Country Club. You actually posted a video there recently. I did. Yeah, uh, check it out. Wild is shirtless. And because there's a lot of pedophiles in the world, we uh, Amber did not feel like uh, publishing that on TikTok. So it's just her. Because no pedophiles exist on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least if the pedophiles going to give us something. They're paying pedos. This is a great way to kick off our show. No, basically, you know, public, it's not public. So yeah. It's more private. So it's not running through an algorithm. I and it's you. just a cute video of Amber and I discussing the best way to teach our child how to eat watermelon. Cute. That's cute. That's cute. You're always kind of cute. You actually look really cute today. Thank you. Uh, Amber helps, and uh, her friend Taylor, the line sister, creative yeah. director, helped uh, style me. I know. She literally saw the pink in your shirt and was like, oh, you got a pink. Let's go. That's and what go. people say when, oh, you have an eye for this. Literally, you can just see colors. You can see color. Uh I don't know where to, I, I have no segue for seeing color. So we're just going to move on to thanking all of those of you who support us on Patreon for $1, $2, $5 a month. Um, it's really just great to be in this studio with you. And I I don't know why I'm having a moment right now. I just, I'm very happy to just be here with you today. I feel like we, Ben and I had um, just a nice talk last night and we just spent some time together, no phones out, just watching a movie that I, I've been watching this movie like five nights because every time it gets good, I keep falling asleep. We'll talk about it in the shelfie segment, but didn't you feel like we really connected last night? We did connect last night. Yeah. And it just had to do with you owning up to your mistakes and then hugging me and then also wine and then an intentional conversation. So wine, forgiveness and conversation in a movie. Okay, so here's the thing about it. 
I I do I will admit Amber was wrong. I I have a bad habit of when something is wrong, I need to stop what I'm doing right now and make sure Ben knows what's what's wrong. And I will admit that I have a tendency to wake him up out his sleep when he has done me wrong because in my brain it feels like he has woken me up he's he's stopped the momentum of what I was doing mm-hmm. so he he about to get up and you share with me right. how devastating that is for you uh we call that vindictiveness mm-hmm. I'm not waking very you mature, up very mature very mature behavior I'm, I'm not splashing a glass of water on your head I'm just simply being like lights on let's let's talk about this because I can't I can't go to sleep I can't go to bed is that, next is that to your man. expectation wow thank you love and hip-hop Atlanta love it love and hip-hop uh LA wallet edition I just it's it's hard for me to sleep next to you when I'm upset so it's easier for me to wake you up we talk about it and then we both well, that's sleep why we have a couch in a guest bedroom I know I was gonna sleep on the couch last night but you came down there I did and I I woke you up more respectfully. Interesting. So you did. So so waking each other up is okay. Well, I knew that you have told me in the past that if you fall asleep on the couch to wake you up, because you've always woken up with, you know, a crink in your neck or just felt really uncomfortable. So um, I definitely felt comfortable waking you up because you've you've given me permission to do that. That's true. Where I texted you, you were coming home from a work thing, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to bed early. I'm I'm so exhausted. I've had such a long day." And I locked the downstairs uh, garage door because I didn't want someone coming in and uh, murdering me in my sleep. But no one's going to come in there. You parked in the garage. And, and I almost pissed myself. You almost pissed yourself. And you couldn't find your key fast enough because I guess you don't organize your keys in your backpack. Or but something. you, Ben has a, let me say this. Ben has a tendency to lock doors without yeah. even thinking. I'm terrified so I, of I will, I will go on the patio and be typing, and then I'll take a Zoom call. And when I try to go back into the house, it's locked. <laughs> and Ben has left. So I've been it's locked like on the patio. I've been locked out of the garage, just locking, locking, locking. E- even though there are other ways that just, would stop yeah. somebody from coming into the home. Well, like you won't let me buy a gun, so. <laughs> I never told you you couldn't buy I'm a gun. I'm just kidding. That, that's a, I don't want a gun. I'm just saying, Ben, just sometimes think, like, am I locking a door that Amber is behind? So it feels so (laughs) personal. Are we talking about metaphors now? (laughs) Yes, maybe we are. But here's the thing. You you told me once that I'm allowed to wake you up if if I'm in the mood. You You don't mind being waking up to some pussy. For sexual relations, for biblical knowing, correct. Yeah, knowledge, yeah. Biblical knowledge, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, in the Bible, they'll say, you know, and he and he knew her. Oh. Yeah, it's code for fucking. Oh, he knew it like that. Okay, so you're, you're okay with being woken up for biblical knowing and that P, that the big P. But if I'm upset, I can't wake you up. Yeah. Feels like a double standard to me. <laughs> Okay, I'm making a, a vow on this podcast that I will not wake Ben up anymore. But what I can't do is sleep next to you when I'm upset. I think that's, that's fair. fair. Agree to disagree. Anyway, today to start off our show, we we typically start um, with a section called Hashtag Influence, where we talk about our lives as creators and, and filmmakers and directors and editors and oversharers. Right, Ben? Mm-hmm. So, um, essentially, we just came back from Atlanta, where we went to our very Big first film deal. festival, which was really fun because we got to just network and connect with people. What was your favorite part about that whole experience? I guess watching movies that were terrible 
and being like, dang, Amber could make something better than this, you know? Man, that's not fair. All of them weren't, we we saw tons and tons of films. I'm joking. Some of them were some of the most incredible things I've ever seen, and some of them were really rough, and it it did inspire me to be like, oh, I got this on my next project. And then some of them had this beautiful, polished quality, and they knew... Uh, they knew what they were doing making the film, but the writing was not there. And the no. storytelling, the narrative, the editing, like seeing how to cut a scene up and how to piece it together was not there. But the professionalism was there. And I realized that there was a lot of things that Amber and I are missing just professionally because we don't have the knowledge or the training. Right. And so it was inspiring to think, OK, we got to build a team for our next project. And going there, I was so inspired of seeing some really, really great films I would say most of the films I saw were pretty great, and I, I started work writing a my own uh, screenplay. We're, yeah. we're going to do a little short, like a 15-minute short, and it deals with an issue that Amber and I um, are both very concerned about, mm-hmm. and I think probably most people. Of course. Uh, so. Yeah, which is exciting. Great. I really, I feel like I took the reins um, in a good way on the first project, the documentary. So I'm, I'm so, so, so looking forward to writing this uh, short with you and just learning more about like film and editing and stuff in general. Because I feel like I, I need to take the sentence I didn't go to film school out of my vocabulary. I find myself saying that like all the time, almost like an excuse. Yes, I'm like, like, I didn't go to film school, so I didn't know that this was the name of this. I didn't go to film school, so I didn't know I needed a a grip and a a boom mic and a gaffer and wardrobe. Somebody should be doing this, and I should have done pre-production. I didn't go to film school, so I didn't know that. All that stuff is so easily learned online or getting Is easily a a word? Easily, yeah. Oh, you said easily. Easily. I kind of like easily. That's why I was like, wait, is that a word? Okay. It's the easy ability to do something. No, I like like that portmanteau. Yeah. I put it together. It was great. Uh, portmanteau, I think, refers to an actual word, but I just a I portmanteau didn't... is when you a word that's like put like two words put together, like a spork. Right, but that's an actual thing, like in the dictionary. I don't think "easily" is. Uh, yeah, is but I like your portmanteau. We we could we can reconstruct a, a new portmanteau, put it in the urban dictionary. That uh, part. something easy ability. We have the easy ability, and that refers to is easeability. I also was talking to another creator last week, not creator, but she's like a host and journalist. And um, I feel like creator did slighted what she does. And she was just talking about how you underestimate how much it is a pleasure to work with you. Like you'll, you'll say to yourself like, oh, I didn't go to film school. So why would this person ever accept me? Why, why would Jordan Peele ever want to work with me? And just getting that she she booked this like really great um she she's a fashion designer as well so she pitched herself to Macy's and she was like there's no way they'll ever want to work with me this is Nina Parker Nina Parker um there's no way they'll ever want to work with me and then her brand manager was like actually they would love to work with you and they said it would be their pleasure and so I've just been really carrying that energy with me from thing to thing and I and I came home the other day and I'm pretty sure I said this to you but I was like Ben it is a pleasure to work with you every day Uh like I know that I can be difficult and particular and but when I when I leave our home and see how much how many things we're doing and how high our productivity is like I think we needed we needed Atlanta to realize like holy shit we are doing a lot. Is it a pleasure to work with me? I was hoping you wouldn't ask that question. <laughs> yes, it is a pleasure I think to work with should. you. I think that, we should move on to the, the next final, segment. The final product. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's so fascinating is that uh, one of the big things about filmmaking is that a lot of these filmmakers that I met, uh, they just want to make films. Yeah. And But now there's such a, a requirement to have some sort of um, Instagram, TikTok, social media knowledge. And in fact, unfortunately, if you don't have that, your film's really not going to be pushed out there in the same way. Mm-hmm. And so being able to manipulate social media for people to be interested in your film. When I say manipulate, like create fun trailers or just show people the cool uh, production that you've put together, I think is a huge, huge plus. And that's what they're looking for. So in the panels we sat on, they're like, make sure you just constantly tell people about your project. I was like, oh, Amber knows how to do this. This is a skill that she already has. And so now it's just getting the filmmaking part together um as far as the professionalism so yeah i look forward to working on this script it's going to be about the incredibly impossible housing market and about uh, people's inability to ever own a home and so Mm -hmm. we we have a little short idea that yeah don't give too much because if i see somebody don't made my short into a thing no that's yeah it's the theme the theme on uh, the housing market and in the inevitable bubble. Yeah, a little comedy, a little horror. It's going to be fun. I was also listening to some panels this weekend, and they were asking these filmmakers on this panel, they were like, what is the best advice that you would give to new filmmakers? You know, enter us. And he was like, oh, well, whenever you uh, apply to film festivals, especially ones you feel like, I know I should have been a part of this, just email them and say like, hey, I would like a, a reconsideration. And, you know, this is, I'm a black woman. So when somebody says no to me the first time, I'm like, no, they mm-hmm. said no, there's no way. But it, it that just owning that spirit of do not take no for an answer or like don't take no until they're like absolutely no is, is fascinating to me. Because he was like, I have emailed, I've sent an email to be reconsidered for something. And 60% of those, they were like, oh my gosh, yes, you were, you were lost. Your film was lost in the shuffle. We did rewatch it. And, and you are going to now be in the festival, which is insane to me. I know it is. And maybe he's just like a a bigger filmmaker. So I never heard of him. He has that. He taught me that not to take no for an answer. I have a couple of projects right now that I'm doing where I'm like, is this going to be renewed? Or or even with this show, I pitched this actual show to a couple of the networks, podcast. this this podcast, yeah. and like nobody has said yes yet. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to self-produce it. We're going to self-produce Thank it. Thank you, Spotify, for supporting yeah. us. Thanks for supporting us and giving us the space. But like, we're going to self-produce it. We're going to make all the trailers. And when we say like working with a network, Typically, when you have a podcast, for those of you who maybe want to have a podcast one day, typically when you have a podcast, you're with a network, and hopefully in some world, that network is helping you with pre-production, post-production, editing trailers, helping you with sound engineering, all of those things. And those things, (laughs) for the past two years, have been all us. Yeah, and And it takes a lot of time. Hours, hours, hours of editing, hours of putting together the reels. and Making the outlines. This is completely produced with Spotify as a sponsor. For sure. For sure, but not uh but not part of the production part. Yes. So that's so. just that stuff is just a lot of work and if you're thinking like I'm so overwhelmed, I don't have anything to talk about that's that's worth all that. It's like look and make that outline and if you believe in it and you get those segments going, like just produce it yourself. That that's been the name of the game for me. Um any last final thoughts on that and the hashtag influenced? No, ATL is the is a great freaking city. I look forward to 
to uh, when Amber's a multi-millionaire buying a little uh, nice little condo <laughs> up there and and spending a lot of time and more time in ATL. It's I great, love you speaking place. that into existence for me. A multi-millionaire? Multi what is a multi-millionaire? It means versus a millionaire. One, well, a millionaire means that you just have one million dollars, and then a multi-millionaire means that you have multiple million dollars. Got it. I, I don't mean, know why I never thought about that. Maybe, maybe you're. Hopefully, you're not a multi-millionaire because multi-millionaires have to really take advantage of other people, right? And they have to invest in. They do. You know, There's no way projects not to. that are not healthy for the environment. So uh, maybe, maybe if you have enough money just to get a condo in ATL, I yeah, would love just to own. Yeah, just to, a, little, a little two bedroom. Just to own something in LA, own something in Chicago, own something in Atlanta, and pop. All and I feel like these days you do have to be a multimillionaire to do that. It feels mm. that way. Um. Speaking of pop, pop. Today for the imperfect parenting segment, we're going to talk about the egg crack challenge. Ben, what's the egg crack challenge? Okay, the egg crack is when you invite your toddler or child to make some food with you, and you get an egg out, and instead of popping the egg on the bowl that you're going to mix something with, you pop it on their head, and the result is uh, for some people comedic and so a lot of these challenges have gone viral because the kids the kids look very shocked the kid starts crying or the kid has egg on their literal head. egg on their face yeah they're, they're yeah so you crack the head you crack the egg on the baby's head or your child's head unknowingly and uh yeah they cry or get upset or or look shocked and then uh you 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 as the parent laugh and apparently this is so funny and so loved on the internet <laughs> that it now has become a trend yeah it has become a trend so i mean i think it's pretty clear how you feel about it on based on how you described it uh, but but miss rachel recently had to come to the streets yeah. to gather the, <laughs> the toddler parents if miss rachel is calling you out on some shit one of the kindest like most inclusive people i freaking know like she'll she well you want to eat chicken nuggets go ahead and eat chicken nuggets you want to eat you know organic yogurt and organic do that like she is all about inclusivity and she had to call out people and she made a really powerful point about um when you do that you're disrupting trust and you're disrupting safeness yeah and uh and people you know she just quotes some of the things that these kids say like you know that made me scared or i was shocked and when you do that to a kid i mean that's it's just bullying it's yeah. straight up bullying yeah, I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the video, especially because the first couple I saw in my feed, the kid didn't cry. Mm -hmm. Like some kids were like, whoa. Like, and, and some kids do like a little playful, physical, you know, mm -hmm. get you gotchas. Like Wild loves being hit in the head with a pillow. Like when you pick a pillow up off the couch and just bonk her with it, she mm -hmm. loves that. So I remember thinking like, this doesn't look that bad to me. But then I guess I saw some where like the kids were crying and things like that. And I don't know, it, are we like, are we mad that people are doing playful jests with their kids or are we mad they're doing it for views? I think it's the for views part that has really got parents being like, this is child abuse. Like, I just don't think it's child abuse. Like, I remember seeing comments like that, but it is cringy. It's, it's exploitive. Did I say that right? I don't know. Mm hmm. Uh, when when you do it, record it, and then share it for social media. Right, and this is a trend. Every couple of months, or you know, once a year, 
some trend will come where you do something terrible to a kid and you rely on the kid's innocence and on you know unawareness of the world for this val this shock value for right. the kid and it becomes very funny and some of them it, basically for me it comes down to manipulating a child mm -hmm. and uh disrupting their trust and disrupting your um their their belief that you are going to create a safe boundary for them because yeah. you know you see this time and again like the what is it the jimmy kimmel like oh i ate all your candy type of thing yeah like for halloween like me and dad ate all of your candy wild and then just watch them have like a full meltdown or whatever i don't want to do that me either i think yeah because it's it it, it is it you're lying to your kid I, and even he, once you say like, yo, I didn't do that and the candy's there, the kid's still going to be like, remember that feeling because that feeling that the kid has is still real. One of like shock and mistrust. That's still a real feeling, whether it's whether what you did or not right. is true. I definitely look forward to pranking in my household. I, I personally, for you and I, I just don't want Wild to be the butt of the joke. Yeah. Like I would love to team up with her to prank you. Or you and her team up to prank me. Well, because there's trust developed. The kids right, are so right. young and they haven't developed that trust. Or they don't understand context. They don't understand the value of pranking or even that social media would be good. For example, you know, I, I did a little prank to you, Amber, and you didn't take it well. When? When did you prank me? I I bought you. Uh and you didn't. Okay, take go. This yeah, well. let's let's talk about that on the podcast because we're over it now. You were, but you didn't take it well. And I said, "Oh, you know, I wanted, I so wanted to film it." Can I can I tell the story? And you were like, "No, dude, like you actually hurt my feelings." So I was like, "You know now, what? People are gonna think if I'm you're a brat, sensitive. If you're sensitive about this, how yes. much more a kid is gonna be?" You are pushing me right now, so I'm gonna tell them what happened. Okay, tell them. Let me set the scene. So this was before we went to Atlanta. True. Now, now, mind you, you know, niggas love to say that. Now, mind you, here's what happened. I was going into the week where I was, you, you know, I directed and edited and spent hours on the film We're Pregnant and Other Lies. Shameless plug for the documentary. And now I had been uh, chosen for my first film festival where the film would premiere in Atlanta, Georgia. And Ben tells me he got me a gift. Okay, so that that's what I'm thinking about. That that's what happened that week. Ben's like, you know, I, I I went out and got you a gift, and I feel like it's something that you and I could do on a date. Now I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my husband wants to celebrate me for my accomplishments. I accomplished something really big this week that didn't really have a big monetary gain. So so none. It, none. I only had cash to spend on this passion project of mine. And now it was finally going to be recognized at a festival. Independent so ben, wealth. Uh, so Ben comes in with a gift. I unwrap the gift and it is a Nintendo Switch. I don't play video games. I've never, like, that's Ben's whole persona. I, and I have lots of passions, lots of interests. I'm a big foodie. I love massages. I love plants and fresh cut flowers. So Ben came home and told me that he got me something for me and it was a Nintendo Switch. And I was doing it sort of as a prank and Amber did not take that well at all. Because I'm like, okay, well, Okay, I'll take the, this is what you got, but where's the real gift for my, my hard work? Because you told me you had a gift for me. That dick. Uh, I, no. I could have. I could have. Return it. 
<laughs> I don't want it. I just had a really graphic depiction. There was no, a, no. There's a great comic book called Orc Stain. I think I've talked about this before. And the currency is, uh, it's about orcs, but the currency is other uh, orcs' penises. Okay. And so you you buy things. It's a beautiful comic book. Everyone should read it. But I do I, this to Ben at home or when we were friends. What does it mean, Ben? Yeah, it means reel it in. Reel it in. Go back to go back to why you got when me you got a big switch. fish. Sometimes when you got a big fish, it takes a little bit of time to reel it in. So yeah, I mean, I was I we had a friend who um who uh, you know who has a who. How am I trying? All right. I had a friend. We had a friend recently who passed away. But one of the things he sort of got his wife to do was to play video games with him, you know, and uh, and so they played like certain ga- video games. And one of a lot of the video games they played was on the Switch because it's more family friendly. And uh, I got Mario Kart, which is a game I don't really like to play. So I was thinking this would be a fun little date thing. So the prank was going to be, you know, I bought this really for me. But honestly, like you'll probably end up playing and we'll have a lot of fun. And so I saw frame myself, it like that. Don't say I got you something. Yeah, I could have say like I, Amber. The delivery was wrong. Just say Amber. It would be. It would mean so much to me. I love playing video games, and I want you to be a part of that. It would mean so 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 much to me if we could play the Nintendo Switch together. I know the one game that you would play with your brother as a child was Mario Kart. So I got that game for yeah. you. I thought but I said it would all that. mean a lot. I thought for I you to play this game with me, but don't say don't don't wrap a Nintendo Switch and give it to me because that ain't my gift. That's 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 the gift I, you bought I to did, tell yourself. I did wrap it. I found uh, like a home improvement magazine, and I had to rip that magazine out piece by piece. It took me a long time to wrap because the magazine was so tiny that I had to use all the pieces. You still owe me something for the festival week. I do. Um, you got a massage coming up. You're going to a baseball game. You're about to have. I'm, I'm gonna watch the kid. Yes, that could be your gift. But I'll yeah, take that. I will get you some nice flowers. Uh, I will do something fun. But I, 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 you wanna, I want to come back that I it was a prank, but also grounded in like love and grounded in hey, this is something we could do together, enjoy together. And that still backfired because it wasn't considerate enough your feelings. So how much start more the so... Nintendo Switch crack challenge. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> there's this whole funny bit of, you know, especially men buying gifts for their wives that they just really want. Or, you know, parents do this for kids. They buy things for their kids that they just really want to have. Yes. And so it's sort of a, a funny, a funny bit that I wanted to record and... And put online, and I think that was just not. It wasn't cute. I was like, why are you recording? I was like, the minute I saw that phone go out, I was like, oh. And and again, we we didn't post that on social media because I was like, you go look like the villain if this keeps happening. But you did apologize. And I I told you, I was like, I would be open to playing the Switch with you. Do not not say that is a gift for me, though, because that is my gift to you. Correct. The next day, I ended up cleaning. I think I did the whole cleaning of the house. Yeah. I put together all of uh, Wild's clothes. We got a new dresser for her. Yep, you did that. Amber just has three closet full of clothes now. She's an icon. What What can I tell you? It's fine, but I've been. I had to rearrange things. I just got you some new stuff too. You did oh, more clothes. Love yeah, you it. need some new basics. I, yeah, absolutely. You do. I do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I ended up doing things, and you came home, you cried, you were so excited that I was reorganizing the house, and I just 
made a very comfortable place and then you're like i'll play some video games with you but at that point i was so embarrassed yeah you were embarrassed i was so embarrassed Uh, you should have been embarrassed so embarrassed you should have been embarrassed I was like, man, you're right. I did buy this for me, but I also bought it for her. And it was, no. I was trying to convince myself. Yes, okay. you were. But that's okay, because I'm going to play it with you one day. Just yeah. don't call it a gift for me. You Fair. know any egg roll from any joint in the city is a gift for me. It's true. You want to talk about other people's relationships now? Yeah, let's go into it. So we are getting into the I do's and I don'ts of uh-huh. relationships. I upgraded my language. Letter number one. Dear Amber and Ben, I've been in a three-year relationship. We made an agreement that a text or phone call should not go past an hour without responding. But he went an entire day after we were texting back and forth. (gasps) My brother called me toxic because he said an hour is nothing crazy to go over. Do you guys think that this is toxic behavior? (laughs) Yeah, I think you're a little bit crazy. And I mean that in the most disrespectful way possible. Ben, <laughs> like it's ben, I'm sorry to yell into your microphone, to yell into your ear, everyone. Ben, now here's the thing about it. Here's I check the, my phone twice a day. This is this is what where the issue lies. It the issue lies in the statement we made an agreement that the text message or phone call should not go past an hour. It sounds like you twisted some arms and some titties to get that agreement. <laughs> <laughs> you twisted an arm and a dick to get that because no man is going to agree for an hour. It's a, it is a man, right? It's her boyfriend. Um, I am assuming. Uh, looks like. Looks I think like she it said is. boyfriend. I don't want to assume. Uh, says we made an agreement that a text or phone call should not go past an hour without swap. But he he went an yeah. entire day. So you're tripping, as the children say. Th- n- nobody says that anymore. Don't man be like you OD for all that's, that's you OD like, like overdose. Yeah, but it's like over, you overdoing it. It's extra. Oh, overdoing it, not overdosed. Yeah, but people say like it's. It's OD. I, I don't say it. You can, you can see me being uncomfortably trying to say it, how the kids say it, but that's like what they heroin. say. Like heroin. Yes. Okay. You, you OD'd on it's, that expectation. Like you're overdoing it. No, but but here's the thing about it. Do, do, do I think this is a lot for us? Of course. Mm-hmm. But if you make an agreement in your relationship not to wake each other up and you violate that agreement... I I can sort of say something to you. I'm curious why the agreement in the first place actually. Now that's that's that's, that's the what question the, that's I the real ask question or issue. If I'm going to turn on my uh, armchair therapy. I'm starting to think also because I was actually talking to another friend recently about this. She asked me, she was like, "Hey, uh I have a question for you." She'll be like, on days where you're gone all day, like, does Ben check in on you at all? She's like, because my husband doesn't at all. So I'm just trying to see if it's just me or whatever. And I'm like, oh, no, Ben doesn't check in. That's not true. I, t- I text you. Ben. I do. I say, hey, are you? You know your phone be have under you, the bed. Are in you the in a dumpster? Are you, are you beheaded in, in, in a dumpster? In the refrigerator. How long? How, I, I want to ask you this. How often do you think you check in on me when we're not together? Maybe like once, especially if you're gone a while. Like, hey, and so give me the give me the check in okay, to hour know, ratio. You check know, in to hour ratio. I, I can't tell you that, but you know why I do that because I want to work out or I want you to take the baby off from my hand or I need a break. So that's why I do that. I know I do that because Wild is so active right now. She is running, bumping into things, throwing things, you know, feeding our dog, endless treats. 
playing music, jumping, dancing, flinging herself backwards like she's demon possessed or got, catching the spirit. And uh, I, so, okay, all that being said, I know I ratio? text you. I mean, okay, at so least for... once. If you're if you're gone for four hours, I okay. will text you. I I will be like, yo, uh, are you coming home? Or I'll call you. If you are out and and you're downtown, maybe four or five hours. But if I'm going like two or three, you ain't. I ain't here. No, from you. absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so I I do think that it would be strange if I went an entire day without hearing from you. If I was away from you. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends what the situation was. Like when you did your uh, moth. Uh, story time event i knew you were away and i knew you were busy and i knew you were meeting with different kinds of people yeah so you've been like, checking okay. out I-, I called you each time yeah and then it got to the point i was like damn can you answer the phone so i can see my baby yeah no i mean because i figured that you were exploring the city right you didn't have you were there for two days so i was like she's gonna be meeting with other storytellers she's going to be running through uh pre-production she's going to be relaxing at a hotel maybe getting a massage like hanging out in the pool like i knew that this was your special time so i'm not going to be like you know checking in on you because you're interacting with other people you're going to go see usher in uh, las vegas soon right and you're going to be with your girls i'm not going to be texting you every hour i can or appreciate that. that i can appreciate that's that. going to be annoying i would like you to check in on me once during the trip how about that yeah I'll, I'll or like every night i'll probably call you before um wild goes to bed yes you know i i'm pretty sure i you know, if you didn't call me, I would probably call you, but you don't really give me a chance to call you because you're pretty consistent at calling me. Right. But I'm picking up, especially if you're away for okay. work stuff. That's cute. Yeah. I but definitely. I, I want to go back, though. Why do you think this agreement would be made? Why would someone make this kind of agreement? Especially with it being an hour. Like, I, I think agreements are fair. Like, you know, you and I used to have a, like, any spending over this dollar amount is we need to converse with each other about. So I think it's good to have an agreement. One hour does feel pretty strict though. I wouldn't call you toxic. I just think one hour is a pretty like, like hours can go by like that. So I would, I personally would prefer Ben to check on me once per three to four hours. I'll be honest about that. If you're out of the home, if I'm out of the home once per three to four hours. Especially if you're, I'm out of the home and it's like, okay, for example, after we record this podcast, I'm going to go have like drinks and dinner and a cocktail with a friend. And so let's say that starts at 6 p.m. And so you're by- have drinks, dinner, and then a, another cocktail. Yeah, drinks, dinner, drinks, and co- then cocktails. Drinks and cocktails are different. That makes sense. That's what everybody does. Drinks, dinner, and then cocktails. Yeah. So like wine. It's like a cocktail dinner, sandwich. Dinner, and then cocktails. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. It's like wine, dinner, Just giving cocktails with dinner, on, dessert, off. and a cocktail. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? I can't have a cocktail. No, go go get your. Cock. I work hard. I'm getting my cock. So as I'm getting my cock, I want Ben to check in on me once every three to four hours. Now, once a, once per hour is a little. That's od. Yeah, it sounds like you might have some trust issues. I'm yeah. just gonna say it. Yeah, I'm gonna say it if no one else will. What what do the podcasters do? It's like, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I'm only telling y'all because ain't nobody else gonna tell y'all. It's like, okay, sir. Uh, it, it, like, if a woman, what was that quote? Like, it, it's like, <laughs> if a woman out here with a shirt that's comfortable on her body, I got a problem with that. <laughs> she a hoe. I, we got to get Mel Mitchell in here because she, she, yeah, she does the toxic male podcast better if than you, anybody uh, I know. I don't know who Mel Mitchell is. She's a hilarious stand-up comedian, and she does a whole bit yes. where she plays like uh, a hyper masculine. Um, podcaster, and it's just 
a delight. So good. You delight. know, she lives in Atlanta, so when I was there for the for the festival, I texted her, and obviously she was in New York that weekend. She's in New York mm. um, touring with Kev. Cheers, cheers for you, Mel. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. Also, this is completely random, but for those of you who don't know who Miss Rachel is, because you're child free <laughs> or you just your child your children are older than toddlers, she's a YouTube sensation. Everybody loves her. I mean, Beyonce we'll her. levels. Beyonce. Like, she is the like, Beyonce of toddler I, world. I, I, I'm not. I'm not joking when I say like Beyonce level views. Like I'm talking like a hundred million and ninety six million views. Yeah. Something crazy. Like, like six. Like one of her video. Like the lower end of one of her videos is like sixty million views. Right. She's the third. They're calling her the third parent. Um, yeah. So, you ready for letter number two? Yeah. Let's do it. Dear Amber and Ben, we've been together for two and a half years. And there's been a deal breaker for a year of our relationship. Wait, how? <laughs> okay. Sorry, this person said that, like, this person asked the question, what do you do to get over when somebody's kind of crossed your deal breaker? And so, this person was explaining to me, like, just so you know, this there's been there's a deal breaker has recently happened and here oh. and, and now they're about to explain what the deal breaker is because okay, they they basically are are asking me do I think this should be a deal breaker Okay got it I'm sorry if I was confusing It sounded as if they've been dealing with the deal breaker for a year No no they've no. been putting up with the deal like oh I for a year I've been putting up with the deal breaker I was like wow No the deal breaker happened a year ago <laughs> but it's still a sore subject But and they're still together well, I, I haven't got there yet. All right, let's go. I'm not going to interrupt you anymore. Go for it. Read you're, it. You're okay. Um, the, this person writes, I found out I have PCOS, and my main focus was to start and try to conceive. I have one ovary since my surgery at a young age. And yes, he knew about all of this and even said we could try at the end of last year. So we had chose a month to start trying, and then it came to him making excuses. And, you know, I've asked him, why was he hesitant? He had all these excuses about having a baby. Now, fast forward to now, my condition is getting worse. And I'm not pressuring him, but I told him it's a deal breaker for me if we don't start trying because kids is something I want more than anything. We've talked. We planned just for it to not happen. This is really disappointing, and it's putting a strain on our relationship because I feel like we want different things, and now the communication is off. Do you know what PCOS has been? I could uh, assume. Okay. But, but um, I, I'll Google it. All I know yep. is that she has a timeline. She wants kids, and her timeline is a little bit more intense than probably what most people's are. Yes, so, for medical reasons. For medical reasons. I think reasons. it's like a hormone imbalance. Sure. Um, yes. I, I figured something along the line. Yeah, it sounds like you. this is a deal breaker, so you have to break up with them. I mean, deal breakers... Our means this is my boundary, and the result of the boundary is that uh, you you're not accepting that I want to have kids, and so you have to leave this man. Yeah, but I guess she's stuck between a rock and a hard place because it's like, if I have this limited amount of she she probably feels just really robbed by this man because our our time yeah, is so sucks. precious and our time is so valuable, and you know that it's going to be harder for me to conceive, and I have this one little window to do it, and now that we've gotten to this window, you don't want to do it. And now I feel like I've wasted so, my time because I could have met somebody who wanted to do it and then had a kid in this window. So the question uh, comes, do you want to have a kid with someone who doesn't want to have a kid with you? Or do you decide to break up with this person and then prob- you know, potentially never have kids? And that's the question you have to ask yourself. And everyone's going to have different... never carry. Never carry is a bit, I think. Yeah. Oh, never carry. A yeah. child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you that's, could adopt a, and, like, of that's course... That's a good point. That's, like... 
hard to hear when you want to carry a baby. Yeah. But I, what, yeah, to, to that you say pregnant. what? I mean, I, I would, I would assume that probably the healthiest decision is you really don't want to have kids with people who don't want to be around you, because that means that this person is never gonna, you're, you're probably not gonna have a second parent. This, there's gonna create lots of animosity. Right. Uh, but that's the decision this person can only make. You know yes. what I mean? I, I can tell you my preferences, and I think that the most logical decision is dealing with the fact that you might not be able to ever have a carry a kid because of this bullshit that you you thought that this person you were you on you and this person were on the same page. It turns out you weren't. I you know I had my friend I had a friend um a really good friend and he uh. We were talking about relationships, and he uh, ended up breaking up with um, someone he was with for a while that he very much cared about. But they, she didn't want to have kids, and he wanted to have kids. Right. And uh, that was that was the deal breaker, and they had to go separate ways. This you had to, but this is a little bit more intense. The situation is super intense. So. Yeah, because she's been with this person two and a half years. She was like, "Hey, I have this, you know, Condition. hormone." Um, sounded like he agreed to it but, right you just you just you have to kind of accommodate like i have a tight window and you are actually wasting my time so no i don't want to just like do the relationship with you every day anymore which sucks because sometimes you you can fall in love with people and the and the timing is off and mm -hmm. You're like, I love everything I have here in front why of are you me, but I, I don't me? love this person's wants because you're you? the only person in the room. Yeah. You know, listen, I, I love all of this about you. She's pointing to, this, to a plant. To this plant now. right here. It's like, but, I love you, but you're but not fulfilling my But we wants. don't want the Am same Am I fulfilling thing. your wants, Amber? You? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't want a Nintendo Switch. That's why yeah, I, I just That was not a fulfilled that. want. That um, wasn't. But I would say you fulfill more wants than you don't. Yeah, like. You definitely are. Like at do 80, you, Do 20%. you think you're not? Oh, I think I'm doing, I think I'm killing it. Yeah, but last night it. I thought I was killing it, and then I got woken up out of my sleep. <laughs> so just because you think you're killing something. Yeah, but then we connected. We did Maybe, connect. maybe sometimes I, I kind of, I'm like a toddler. I'm like, I just need a little attention. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm fulfilling your wants? Oh, for sure, yeah. I think, I do think that there are times where we have wanted different things. So it is a game of like, how do we convince like how do I convince Ben to want to move to LA too? Mm -hmm. How do I convince Ben to want easily. a baby right now too? Because there was a time where I convinced. wanted the baby and you didn't at that time. There was a time I wanted to get married and you didn't. So it becomes like, okay, well, I want to be with somebody who wants to marry me, who wants to sign this paperwork, who wants to, you know, be yeah. one entity. So And there's times I want to go to a convention and have you come along with me and be part of it. You don't want to. You end up going. You're like, oh, this was really good. We you yeah. know, staying in a hotel, hanging out in the hotel, enjoying our, our, excuse me, enjoying our time. Or there are times where I'm like, hey, I want to, you know, um, in, you know, drive cross country or drive to go hiking or do this thing, and you'll be like, ah, I don't really want to do that. That's not what I like to do for fun. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm going to convince you. Yeah, you. And, and you're a pusher. You push the hell out of me. We both push each other. It's, yeah. It's, you know, you're not like pushing me to move to LA or or whatnot. And I think like sometimes people can be resistant to a thing like having a kid, but I that person can if 
that person's resistant, they can also have an open mind. And I've always been uh, so open that anybody could put come around and put anything in my mind. You know. Yeah. Like, what do you think is something that I really pushed you on? Social you... media. I didn't want to do any of this TikTok baloney Instagram making videos and stuff. And you sort of showed me the the enjoyableness, the funness of it. Obviously, the lucrativeness of it. You didn't want to be on camera, or you I didn't, didn't want to like have an Instagram or be on TikTok. Got you or any of that stuff because it's so addicting. Like you and got reading, it. Reading it's not time. because you're you care about like your image and no, I didn't really care or, it or comments. Just, it was just so much, uh, just so much of it. There's so much. Um, uh, uh, watch time like hours on your phone when your phone pops as you know you spent eight hours today on your phone like yeah. god what was i doing yeah like time just m gone away i could have been reading a book or writing a story so i'm that was a big reason why i didn't want to be part of this instagram social media stuff for sure but the trade-off now is like okay i'm on it to do work stuff or to make funny content comedy and then this is just my medium so if i'm spending you know six hours online finding things or on my phone reading things um that's a more okay like i didn't want to get an iphone i never wanted to have it i had, oh, I had yes. a flip phone up until 2017 <laughs> maybe 2020 He's not kidding i think Those probably i think like 2018 i had a i had like a little flip phone Ooh. i did not have a smartphone yeah. Oh Lord. I glow up. I think for most of the time you could only call nine one one on my phone. <laughs> Man, well, I'm glad you said that because there you know you know on my TikTok algorithm right now, there's this creator. I don't follow her, but she's been popping up everywhere. So she's she kind of makes all these funny like family videos and her doing her hair videos and dance videos and she's been having her husband be in some of those videos for the last couple of years and now he doesn't want to be in any of it. So she has completely like deleted all of his the videos of him and apparently she's like not wearing her wedding ring anymore so they're like there's Rumors like all yeah the rumor out. mill is i'm also like, not wearing my wedding yeah. ring mostly because uh it hurts my finger yeah mine does shit. well you know this isn't my wedding ring my wedding ring doesn't fit anymore but you're gonna get me a new one it's gonna be fine but you're I, gonna I'm, give me the money to get you a new one Probably. Brand deals come through, please. Yeah, we should we should literally DM a ring company and be That'd like, be funny. let's 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 let's, let's trade post for post. Yeah. But I this, do. This, by the way, this is how influencers think. Yeah. If you want to, oh, it is. Like we're like, oh, oh we want to do this thing. We'll just uh, DM this person. We'll and, DM them, yeah. and they can say no. Sort of fucked but up. Sometimes but... they say yes. And so I was saying with you, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're saying I want to be a part of it now because, and and you know what, Ben, I know this sounds like. There's no way this is going to be off the table, but I, I need you to know that if at any point you don't want to be a part of it, you can change your mind. Would you like to change your mind? I don't want to go back to teaching, Amber. You don't have to be on camera, though. You can just help me behind the scenes. Would you like to be behind the scenes? Um, I mean, maybe. Yes, no. I don't know. It depends, depends on the comedy, right? Got Amber, last night. You're, you are bullshitting because you know you love like, being like, in front of the camera. I love, hey, anybody who listens to this, if you see me in public and recognize me, come say hi. I think Ben I, loves I, every time being someone does recognized. This, it's so it's, annoying. It, feel, it helps my ego. I could have a bad day and someone recognizes me, and I and the glory of the Lord has just shined open. The, the heavens have come down, the spirit has ascended, and uh, I got the mercy of God at me for the rest of the day. It's great. So you do like being on social? I no, I like being recognized and, and for being silly and fun. That's good. I, I wanted know, to I say want, that. I, I want to make people fun. laugh. I like 
I love making people laugh. Me too. I've, I've loved, I've loved, you know, making my friends laugh growing up, uh, making my sisters laugh, making my dad laugh was always fun. Um, and I like just shocking people and, you know, being like, oh, you know, <sighs> yes, he you did love not just say that. Antagonizing people and making people feel uncomfortable. Okay. So the last thing we're going to talk about is what we watched together last night. So yes. we watched a movie that's been taking me days to finish, but, and it, you kind of found it. So why don't you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, this all stemmed from me trying to find movies that Amber and I can both both watch. Because sometimes we'll be like hanging out in a hotel room or, you know, Wild went to bed early. And we're like, oh, we got some time. And I don't want to just spend 20 minutes figuring out a movie to watch. Right. But I like finding movies that we both will enjoy and we can have a discussion after because I love discussion questions. Yes, you like, do. You know, talking about it because that actually brings us closer together as a couple. If I make it to the end of the film. Because yeah. I'm not, like, Ben's that person that can stay awake all night watching a movie, but I can't do it. Like, if, if I feel sleepy, I'm going down. No matter how captivating the movie is. The light just keeps me up. I no. cannot go to sleep. It's almost impossible for me. So the film we watched was A Simple Favor. It was the same director who did The Heat, which is one of Amber's favorite movies. Absolutely. And so I found Absolutely. this movie, and it looked really, really fun. And it's, I don't really want to give much away, but it does deal with uh, similar things that we work in, which is uh, focuses on a mommy blogger. Yep. And, it's uh, like the stay-at-home mommy versus the corporate mommy. So yeah. Anna Kendrick plays the stay-at-home mommy, and the mm -hmm. corporate mommy is played by Blake Lively. And it's so good. I didn't even know who Blake Lively was. Really? Gossip yeah. Girl? Sister of the Traveling Pants? Oh, she was in... I didn't know she was... She's one of the main characters from Gossip Girl? Yep. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Blake yep. Lively. Uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds' wife? I had no idea. She's a big deal. Yeah, so she, she was phenomenal. Blake Lively, she plays... Oh, yeah this very cutthroat businesswoman and she becomes very good friends with this housewife and then something happens in the film lots uh, happens lots don't happens. even spoil i don't want to talk where's that guy from he i think crazy uh, rich asians crazy rich a asians yes i was like i've seen and, him before yeah and so there's very great acting uh, great twist turns turns into a little bit of a thriller great but twists it, it was so fun watching it because as we were watching it um the scene cuts, I started counting the seconds between scene cuts, and every, you know, three to four, five seconds, they sh went to a new angle because we had just spent a whole, you know, week listening to filmmakers talk about film or watching some really bad films where they would just have these long, drawn-out scenes. And I started to realize, oh, the thing that I'm so compelled about A Simple Favor is the way that they set up dialogue. So they, you know will mention, you know, breadcrumbs in one scene and then they'll reference breadcrumbs in the next scene. Or they'll show a, a picture at the beginning of the movie and then that picture becomes very important at the end of the movie. Or right. at one point they, they show a gun and you're like, okay, this is Chekhov's gun where you show a gun at one point it has to be shot by the third act. And so they follow these really nice formulas of filmmaking. Yeah, they did. That I think is, it's a really wonderful film. It was so good. Like I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning just so I could finish it so we could talk about it today because yeah. I was like, no, I actually want to finish it. It was really good. And I'm not a huge like Anna Kendrick fan. She's kind of, you know, mousy and she's got that like... Just like very uh, white vanilla energy, you know, yeah. her and Hathaway can kind of do that sometimes. Theater. theater kid, but she she did the damn thing. I was like, oh, am I an Anna Kendrick fan? Maybe. I think maybe. What, 
And Anna Kendrick's character is this sweet, innocent person that has these really insightful um, uh, notices of the world about uh, about philosophy or even just about yeah. child rearing. And she has these moments of deep, deep insight that I think makes her character so lovable. And yeah. uh, they're making a second. They're making a sequel. They and should. They should. It's so good. If you get a chance, please watch A Simple Favor on Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah. 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 Or wherever. I don't want to spoil it. I, I, I can't or even talk about it. Get it from the because... library uh, because uh, we don't want streaming right now due to the strikes. So, oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. Yeah. So you go go find it on the library for free. Don't go don't give these streaming on... companies any uh, any of your money. I know it's so hard not to talk about a movie we're watching, but yeah, you're right. Don't don't do library. That. I know what we're watching next week. Um, if you're coming back next week, or I guess the week after, depending on how Spacey's out. But if you get a chance, please watch Talk Black on HBO Max. We're definitely gonna be discussing that in a future episode. It's a 10, 15 minute short. Oh. Uh, and it's the director was somebody that we met at the Bronze Lens Film Festival that we went to this past week. So watch Talk Black on HBO Max. Can, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, that's absolutely. the a black director. Yeah, but I won't. I'll leave the other girls alone. A simple favor. Go, go watch it somewhere. It's so good. Uh, anyway, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. Thank y'all so so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wallin. Keep sending us those marriage questions. Keep doing those Apple Podcast reviews. Well, relationship questions. Keep sending us those Apple Podcast reviews, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Uh, bye, y'all. You know they're from TikTok Cause those laughs keep you coming Cause they're wildin' all the time Before wild throws a tantrum Listen to our silly anthem Cause they're wildin' all the time Don't swap why Amber squats And does a dance to please a place And Ben reads books while serving looks Wild is wildin' all the time Fly, fly, hold a beat Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.